Amen. <laughs> and this is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory, Glory to you, o Lord. Early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb. She saw that the stone had been moved away, so she ran off to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and told them, The Lord has been taken from the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. At that, Peter and the other disciple started out on their way toward the tomb. They were running side by side, but when the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first, he did not enter but bent down to peer in and saw the wrappings lying on the ground. And presently Simon Peter came along behind him and entered the tomb. He observed the wrappings on the ground and saw the piece of cloth which had covered the head, not lying with the wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the disciple who had arrived first at the tomb went in. He saw and believed. Remember, as yet, they did not understand the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. And this is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And here we are. Mary Magdalene was the first disciple. We know that. And she, if we look at, you know, it's amazing to me that, that Jesus chose a woman. It's not amazing, actually. That Jesus t- chose a woman to go preach the gospel to the men. And it started. The community started. But it's also interesting that the most significant day in the, in the church year, in the, in the Christian year, the most significant day... The author, John, <laughs> he really did some uh, promotion, self-promotion here, didn't he? He was the one whom Jesus loved. He was the first one at the tomb three times. And, you know, so it's, it's interesting that even, even in this unbelievable event that they were witness to, ego still played in, you know. And we can do the same thing. And it's okay. Ultimately, the message got through. In our daily lives, we celebrate the risen Christ. We celebrate that divine presence within us that signifies that we have something to celebrate, that we have something to remember, that the fire of spirit, the fire of life, cannot even quench the Son of God. That on, you know, after the crucifixion, after that day in the tomb, after the, after the Passover, when they came to anoint his body once more and prepare it for, funeral, for burial, the body was not there. And we will hear again how the body does show up later on, right? For 40 days, metaphorically, for 40 days, Jesus was able to penetrate the veil and come and go at will. That's the risen Christ. He could show himself to his disciples on numerous occasions, not only in the place where they were hiding, the upper room, but also on the road to Emmaus. And, you know, different, we don't know how many times Jesus broke through the veil to come back in human form, in physical form, 
to show us, to teach us that we have the capacity to be that presence, not only in the physical, but in the spiritual. And we don't have to hide that. We don't have to hide it. And we can be that presence in the world. The risen Christ is within us. Remember His promise, I breathe into you the Holy Spirit. The realm of the divine is within you. You are the body of Christ. That's who we are. So in a sense, we're celebrating a human being that was murdered and rose from the dead to teach us how to live. And as we celebrate that amazing reality, we can also celebrate the risen Christ within each of us. How many times in our lives have we gone through dark nights of the soul, tragedies, hardships, stubbed toes, whatever it happens to be, only to come out on the other side of that renewed and invigorated and filled with that that hope and promise of life. That's what we're celebrating today. And when we celebrate that among ourselves, in our communities, when we can celebrate that ourselves, we are filling the world, filling the earth, with that spiritual presence of love and hope and compassion and rejuvenation and fire. That's who we're called to be in the world today. We're not called to walk around in sackcloth and ashes. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, if you're going to do that, stay home. If you're going to go out, wash your face, you know, put on clean clothes, and you know, that's not who we are. This is who we are. The risen Christ. That's who we are. And that's what's going to change the world. That is changing the world. And if we can hold on to that, in spite of everything else going on in our lives, in the world, in our families, um, if we can hold on to the reality that we're here to be that light burning in what most of the world is talking about, a burned out world. We are that light. Because of this day over 2,000 years ago. Because a woman had the courage, had the courage to come out of hiding and go to the tomb, which they knew was guarded by the Romans, right? The soldiers were there, armed to the teeth. She had the courage to take up her jar once again and go to the tomb to anoint the body of the one one she loved. And she did. And he wasn't there. He was outside. Why are you mourning? In other readings and and, uh, other gospels, he he approaches her. Why do you mourn? I don't know where he is. And as soon as he's, you know, there he was, you know. She knew. What did she do? She did not hold that truth within her. She went back to the place where everybody else was hiding because they were afraid. She went back there and said, Hey guys, guess what? I have seen the Lord. And He is alive. And that word, now this is the power that we have when we, when we are out in the community. That testimony of hers, I have seen Him, He's alive, What is the immediate thing that happened? 
the fear went away. And Peter and John ran to the tomb. And probably others too. I can't imagine a group of guys that spent three years together. If one goes trotting off, the other ones aren't going to go. Just see what's going on, right? So I suspect that there were probably more. But just her proclamation removed the fear. Removed the fear. And they went and saw for themselves that, that he was no longer dead that he, in fact, was risen. And that started our whole path that, you know, over the years, here we are sitting in a room and we are celebrating that loss of fear, that gaining of that fire in ourselves, that fire that brings us to a place where we can be in the world as a healing presence, as a powerful healing presence, and not be subject to the fears that are out there today. We have that within us. And so I invite us, this is a new day, a new way, and it is done. No more are we having to walk around in sackcloth and ashes and hit ourselves on the back with whatever and throw ashes on our head and you know, smear ourselves with whatever. This is a day to shed all of that and stand in the presence of the risen God because that's who we are and that's what we're called to do. Any thoughts?